welcome to Bobby's Cryptid Corner. I'm Bree. I'm Jamie. And I'm Bobby of the Cryptid Corner. All right, you guys, we are not talking about cryptids tonight, which is a little bit interesting. Oh, I know. But recently on all of our social medias, we welcomed Bobby to our little Tatiwaba universe. And we kind of want to talk about what that means and talk about his story, where he came from, how he started podcasting, how he got into the subject of cryptids and UFOs and what brought him ultimately to being on Bobby's Cryptic Corner and, you know, a part of our family at this point. I'll try my damnedest not to repeat myself things that I've said on other episodes there's no guarantees here but yes I always repeat myself that's so fun okay cool well that's fine uh now how do you pronounce (laughs) uh how do you pronounce the acronym there Jamie Hadiwaba Hadiwaba I'm gonna have to say that 10 times every every Hadiwaba is what we what we John D'Souza John D'Souza gave us that yes he did he's the one he's like Hadiwaba that's what you guys should call John D'Souza yes he did when we interviewed him Mm -hmm. he seems so nice yeah he's a sweetheart he's a very nice man a little cute which I'm not into but that happens sometimes with people but I mean so did Mike Barra and we love Mike Barra yeah Mike's my exception my exception to the rule all right so back to what we're talking about so we're still going to be doing bobby's cryptid corner as always but what what we mean by bringing bobby on is we want bobby to be more involved because we want to be able to start pumping out more content to you guys sometimes all of our schedules don't align and we want to be able to have more interactions and more opportunities to have shows and talk to people and deep dive into these kind of subjects and bringing Bobby on is just a way for us to expand on doing that. And Bobby will be around still here, but just kind of in and out of our other episodes, whether it's our normal episodes, our interviews, or, you know, factor sci-fi, the abduction hotline, it can completely change depending on the week. And Bobby's like such a great voice. Everybody loves to hear from you, Bobby. Oh, wow. Thank you. You're such a cutie with reason. Mm-hmm. And that's another yes. thing that we do love is what we're trying to do is a cutie with reason. Yes. But what we're trying to do here is we keep talking about in these episodes, how the aliens and the cryptid and the paranormals all really collide with each other. And they're all starting to become the same thing to us. So we want to bring on more perspectives than just this alien side that me and Bree have been talking about for the past four years. So Bobby starts to bring in a little bit of this cryptid side and these other sides. So we're starting to expand what it is we're talking about just outside of the alien realm. And, and consider me not the um, curious skeptic, but the um inquisitive agnostic of this kind of stuff again try not to repeat myself too much but if you don't know already i am not an experiencer of any kind of high strangers i'm just highly interested in the subject and i'm completely open-minded to talk about it i'm not here to debunk things i may push the envelope a little bit uh, into the realm of skepticism but i am not here to be um Uh, you know, disrespectful, or I I just want to ask questions to this whole community, not just you guys, because I am um, sincerely interested in it all. And maybe you guys can all help me understand and elevate my consciousness into an accepting cosmic realm of acceptance. Well, speaking of how curious you are about the subject, what got you started into going down this path of being interested in UFOs or cryptids or anything like that? Uh, mostly fear, childhood fear and trauma Ooh. more than anything, uh, general interest. I'm actually just really interested in like anything fringe. Um, it doesn't, it could be 
I mean, I'm, I'm into everything from UFOs and aliens to Bigfoot to, uh, um, you know, uh, ancient civilization to finding like the weirdest section of the bookstore. Like that's, that's my jam. I like weird music. I like weird movies, just weird shit. I, I just want things that are interesting. I'm not yeah. a fan of the status quo, if that makes sense. It's a weirdo. And I do not yeah. trust mainstream narratives. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I just, I just have come to a point, I think at a very early age that I'm not one to take things at face value and that includes fringe topics, but it definitely includes things, whether it be through, you know, public school or, or, uh, you know, the corporate media or whatever it is. I'm always like trying to find, you know, where's the agenda here? What's the motivation here? We're going to follow the money. We're going to follow the, uh, you know, mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say, like, I, I just, I don't think anything at face value 100%, so yeah. put me down quite a few rabbit holes you it's are a deep-rooted conspiracy theorist like at its root no, no no but you are though yeah not like I'm not like the word curious. i hate oh, yeah like, i was like they're so conspiracy curious, curious. i like that that's name. so much better i was like because there's a lot of stigma around conspiracy theorists like a lot of people don't like to be called that but i think that there's this weird stigma behind this name because at the core of what being a conspiracy theorist is, is questioning the status quo when our government and yes. the narrative that we're, that we're told, but being called a conspiracy theorist is such a negative thing. It means you're crazy and you're psycho. But I think it, to me, the term is so much more endearing because it means you're just inquisitive of what you're being spoon fed. Which by the way, was a term invented by the CIA, I believe in the 1960s, to discredit anyone that was questioning the narrative or trying to figure out the motives of nefarious forces mm -hmm. in the world. Exactly. So take that for what it's worth. Um, I'm not one to be straw men. I'm, I'm just, I'm just like, I, I'm a big like free speech guy. I want to hear everything. I want to hear what everyone has to say. I want to hear um, different perspectives that are outside of the shit that I've already read. I always tell people, I, I, you know, I do my other show, Not For Everyone podcast, which is about like weird cult movies. Like I always say, like, I've seen the Casablancas and I've seen the Citizen Canes and the Godfathers of the world. I've seen all those like classic, you know, Hollywood movies and, mm -hmm. and, and they're great for, for various reasons. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, what else you got? Like, what else is going on? You know, show me something else that's interesting. And it doesn't have to necessarily be like conventionally, um, um, you know, highbrow or sophisticated. You can get, you know, a cathartic response or some sort of like, you can feeling out of other things beyond what is allowable or what is conventional, right? So that's my whole thing is like, I just, I just want interesting shit because everything else bores me does that make sense <laughs> no absolutely it does you're you're just you're a very curious person in general so you what Scorpio made, energy very what made you decide to start podcasting then so you, your your podcast not for everyone podcast is about horror cult, cult films you do it with your best friend what made you jump into the field to decide yeah. to like passionately talk about something on the radio you know what I mean first of all my mom's my best friend and she's not on the podcast so. ah. what's your mom's uh, name don't worry about it ah you said you you're my mom her name is Jeanette. Jeanette. Hi, Jeanette. Uh, is she? <laughs> okay. Is she French? No, I was just being silly. Being the one's uh, her no. real name, Jeanette. Oh, That's okay. Her. All right. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know. My friend 
my friend Adam and I met at work at one job, like back in like 2010. And uh, we had a lot in common. We were like kind of buddies at work. And then he left that job and then convinced me to come over to his new job. We always had these like breaks in it. We went out on like smoke breaks or whatever in the parking lot. Yeah. And, and he and I would like just start talking smack to each other, like friendly guy, like shit talk, you know? Mm -hmm. And eventually we started to kind of like gather a crowd. It was like a rap battle, but like just not even like musical or rhyming or flowing. It was just us like basically roasting just bouncing each off each other yeah yeah just roasting each other um you know for a good like 50 minutes and then people are like you guys should just do a podcast at this point and you know we, we we've already bonded over like similar interests whether it be like cult horror movies or we you know weird fringe stuff or you know um i don't know there's just a chemistry there on on multiple levels so i was just like okay uh, i guess we'll start doing this and that was like back in maybe like spring 2017 Ooh. And I can't go back and even listen to those those early episodes because it's like cringe. Um, <laughs> not to say that the not to say that the new ones aren't, but you know what I mean. It's uh, <laughs> it's just like when you start doing anything, it's like the, the it's like ugh, like if you yeah like, yeah you got to get you, your you never want to go play the first song you ever wrote or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, but that's that's one thing I want to throw out to everyone. Like if you guys are thinking about what doing anything, whether it be content creating or writing or um, YouTube videos, podcasting, like don't be or stand up comedy or whatever like don't be afraid to like you have to just go out and do it and suck balls at it for like yep. a long time before it's good and and i'm not even like trying to say that my shit's great i'm just saying it's way better than it was so it's like like you anyone that that is dabbling in the ideas of, of trying to put yourself out there uh just start doing it and uh if you get gratification from it keep doing it keep doing it keep doing it and eventually you have a home studio that you spent lots of money on and um, hopefully your Patreon subscribers will help you uh, pay that back. Hmm. No, it's so funny too, that you say that because if anyone knows uh, our, our listeners know our story, we've said this a hundred times on our podcast and others, that's the exact, almost the exact same story of how we started a podcast. We started yelling at each other and then people formed around us and they said, start a podcast. And here we all are talking to each other. Yeah. Controversy controversy attracts audiences because like I go with I think there's nothing wrong with it but like I go and listen to like other I guess similar podcasts of my other podcasts within the same genre which would be like movie like horror movie hmm. cult movie type stuff and I'm like it's fine and it's well researched and like they seem like nice friendly people but like I don't like we try not to do like hey let's like let's do another let's do an episode on you know the Texas Chainsaw Massacre like that's done been done a hundred times right yeah yeah and and that kind of segues me into a rant that I wanted to go on in, in regards to the context of the what's the acronym how did you pronounce it Tadiwaba Tadiwaba in the in the growing uh, snowball that is Tadiwaba into the cosmos um, basically um, there's there's nothing wrong with telling the story of Betty and Barney Hill or listening to yet another interview with Travis Walton mm. or analyzing the shit at nauseum out of the Patterson Gimlin film or relaying the supposed occurrences at the Amityville house. Um, that's fine. That's all fine. It's fun. Uh, the market's just really flooded right now with content and, and how many times can we have the same conversation and listen to the same interview, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
I think we're at kind of a precipice or like a fork in the road now when it comes to like internet content creators, because um, if you're not bringing something new to the table, and I'm not saying like the three of us are not going to have our like less insightful episodes, like oh, we still want to sure. cover the, the relatively conventional stuff. But what I want to do with you guys is try to like push the needle somewhere else um, and, and just attempt to provide some sort of new perspective or connect the dots in a way that will that will push it. Um, I like because if you're just rehashing in your own fun, unique way, like books or documents you've read on whatever topic, like that's fine. But like if you've ever if you've ever, I don't know if you guys have ever written anything. I write, I, I used to write mm -hmm. for a website called Fear Forever. And when you're like, hey, just give me five to 600 words, when you're stretching to hit 500 words, like you're basically just fluffing it up. At fluffing some it, yeah. Like you try, you have to try to create something that's like pretty much out of nothing. Like, fills yeah. the space. Mm -hmm. That like, fills the space, but you don't want to just fill the space for, for the sake of filling the space. You want it mm -hmm. to be insightful if you can help it, right? Yep. Um, if you're not, you're just being a content slave. You're you might as well go work at a, an SEO, you know, content farm to help people drive traffic to their site or something. Exactly. And I don't I don't want to do that, and I don't want to just sit around and just have the same conversations about the same occurrences. Um, in all these occurrences that I've just mentioned there, and like no doubt that they're all like important milestones in this whole like fortean world of yeah, we're not taking away from it. It's just like what do we do with these information next? Like how do we right. how do we take what we've learned from these stories and these people talking about these experiences and how do we turn that into what we do next when it comes to contact or going forward with what it means to explain this phenomenon or what it means to look into or to research or to explore it. Well, I think we have the secret sauce. I say it now, I'll say it again. I, I think know. every mostly... time we look at something, it's so different. Uh, oh, 100%, I think it, as... it just depends on like who you're having the conversation with. And I think that's why we also wanted to bring Bobby on here is because right. he has such a good perspective. And he's on the same like mind blowing wave that we have. You're, we're not looking at things surface level or even like a lower deeper. It's deeper than that. And it's like, our subconsciouses seem to work the same way where we think of like these weird motifs and then we dive into that and then we expand on that where I don't think a lot of people have the capacity to necessarily think of a situation that deep. Well, and, well, and that's a hundred percent true because one of the things I want to say too is why we want to bring Bobby on in that same kind of sentences. Bobby is on our level when it comes to the way that we think about things, but he, and he is just as, as smart as we are. Like we are constantly trying to think of Thanks. things outside of the box. And Bobby does that effortlessly without us having to try. Like I find just the three of us in general, when we even have conversations with each other outside of this podcast, we're having out of the box conversations. Like part of what Bobby's talking about when he's referencing the rant, he wants to go on. He sent me like a voice memo this morning of hold on, I'm just in my car and I have to get it out and I need to talk about it. But we feel that we're in a safe space to have those kind of conversations, which allow us to start looking at things and digging into these kind of stories a lot deeper, I think. I wasn't in R that. We'll start, yeah, uh, you should have sent it. Yeah, you should have sent so it to the group, Bobby. I'm, I'm sorry. I was, I was being Scorpio self-conscious about it, I guess. Um, but, but like all those, you know, foundational archetypical stories that kind of built this community or this, you know, uh, field of study or whatever are super important. Don't get me wrong in me. I'm not saying like, 
I'm tired of hearing about that stuff. Um, because that's okay like, right. though. That's totally okay. Exactly. Sometimes that's I am. It's just your take is different. No, and and here's the thing because we've said this before in the podcast, and I specifically went and we asked Nick Pope about it when we were at Contact of the Desert. I said, why is it that every few years people tend to bring up the fucking Roswell event or the Rendlesham Forest when it's like it's been done over a million times, it's been mm -hmm. talked about a million times, but it keeps coming up in the news cycle. And he had a very interesting point that he was saying, and he said that yes, to you it is, but there's a lot of people inside of this world who are not going backwards to look at the information that yes. was already said about it, but they're looking forward about the new information that's being said about it. So you have these new generations who are constantly coming into the subject. So I think that, like you said, even in that same sentence, it is okay to continue to talk about these things, but we have to start talking about them in a more evolved and conscious way than just yes. going over the document and repeating the same story about what happened over and over again. Yeah. And, and, and that's actually perfect for what I was about to get at here is like, those stories are legitimately compelling. Um, and, but at the same time, and, and they are super important to, you know, um, introduce new people or younger people that are recently interested in this stuff. And it's, it's a very solid, important foundation. Like if I'm going to go study, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan, I want to go back and listen to fucking Robert Johnson and, you know, Muddy Waters and shit. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you still need that? to. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that another time. But anyway, my point is like, you, you gotta like uh, respect your roots and everything, but, but at the same time, when you think about those, 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 um, you know, iconic stories in this kind of stuff, there's a reason that they got limelight, whether it be organically or inorganically is mm -hmm. that there was only so much, um, information available through a limited amount of mediums of their time. Right. For whatever reason, Betty and Barney Hill got some traction for whatever reason, people, you know, saw the Patterson Gimlin film and it went nuts and it kind of like, um, you know, broke the dam, as I like to say, and, and, and pushed this stuff into like a, you know, the, the cultural consciousness like or whatever. Um, but like, we can't dead end at just talking about that stuff. So, you know, the good news is, is we have new mediums and we have less gatekeepers, right? Um, and I think the people that are into this stuff, like veterans like us are kind of starving for something more. And, and there are experiences out there that you've never heard. There are people with stories to tell that are just as profound as Betty and Barney Hill or Travis Walton or Whitley Strieber or whoever. Um, and if we don't push these topics beyond what we've previously in other generations been deemed allowable to talk about in the last 50 years, um, that will that will be that void will eventually be filled by something trying to ultimately control where it's allowed to go to next right mm -hmm. um and right and that's what i want to try to avoid is like i don't want the approved you know government narrative, narrative or whatever yeah, or the, the, totally um i that's why i was on previous ep episodes i've been so skeptical of the whole like to the stars academy stuff is like this just reeks like people are starting to discover these things and kind of give them the benefit of the doubt or be a little more curious or open-minded about it and this reeks as if there's institutions trying to get a hold of that and tell them what's okay and what's not okay to investigate 
Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think that's why it's so important that we continue to have shows like this and talk about as many subjects as we do, because it's not about the narrative that the, the mass media is controlling right now. The mass media has made it so that we are in a current environment where it's a lot more okay to talk about these kind of subjects. So let's exploit the living shit out of that and do it ourselves. <laughs> Until they start Love censoring that. it. When, and that you know what and key, and even if they do censor it we figure out ways to get fucking around that shit hell but, yeah girl but while we're doing it we have to this subject is so big and there's so much more and there's so much controversy and i think what what we all need to understand uh, as a whole in a community is that there's space for everyone talking about this and the more and more people are talking about it the better because at the end of the day it's not going to be your government uh fucking joe biden isn't going to come out and say <laughs> hey guys aliens are fucking real it's going to be stuff like this where we have an entire stratosphere taking over youtube where all of a sudden the only content that's out there is all this stuff talking about aliens and youtubes and fucking ghosts and whatever the hell it is we're all going to talk about and that's going to be the movement we have to change as a whole we have to all of us get together and and show that this is a much bigger thing than it is and i think it's it's time to start connecting dots beyond our little tribal exactly preferred interests as well exactly Because I am, first and foremost, Bigfoot for life. That is my thing. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that I'm not interested in alien abduction phenomenon or UFOs or whatever. And it doesn't mean that all that is but separate like, and not connected. But again, even with Bigfoots, not just, even with cryptids, and not just aliens. Like, I've watched all the subpar and better documentaries that are available on YouTube and Amazon and Netflix. I'm like, I've seen all this shit. Like, what else you got? And I don't think anyone's going to give us anything else unless we bring it to them, you know? Exactly. Like, I don't think anything else is coming down the pike from these, like, same, granted, like, probably well-researched, good people that are into this, like, this is the new generation. It's like Pepsi. We're the pep, no, fuck Pepsi. But you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, Coke for life. (laughs) You know what I'm trying to say? Like, this isn't your old man's UFO show. Yeah. but um but yeah we need to connect the dots beyond just our little our little factions like that's why i want to get involved with interviewing people that are like everything from ghost to astral projection to hollow earth theory to hollow moon theory to reptilians to nuts and bolts people to skinwalkers like the whole gamut and just see brie mentioned the word earlier motif just see if we can find any motifs to kind of thread this together somehow and see if maybe it is some sort of related phenomenon whether it be psychic or physical or spiritual or or whatever right that's fucking beautiful so like when was the first moment in your life where you even thought about ufos um they've always taken a back seat to cryptids for me but it's always one of those things like whenever you go to the library and you rent the like four books they have in like at the school library on like you know it, it's always like a book that's like ufos ghosts and bigfoots or like they always combine it into one like 30 page you know young adult the monster mash mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that kind of stuff the monster so, mash. and then uh, and then I, I think i've alluded to it in, on other episodes but like i got um I watched the movie Fire in the Sky when I was like, I want to say like in third or fourth grade. I was mm-hmm. a kid. Yeah, and, that's and that scarring. goes back to that's like, way I, too young. 
that is way man, too young. My old man showed me a lot of shit that I should not have watched as a child. And that's kind of why I'm so f- fucked up now. With, should we, like, should the- we clarify that? Because people could jump to conclusions. Oh, when no, you say like, that. Sh- no, no, not like snuff films or anything, but like, yeah, no. I saw. I saw like The Shining at a pretty young age. Okay, just like, okay. just like yeah, like like movies that weren't appropriate for your age. Okay, and like we I'm watched. Glad like, you said you know, that. I if, like, I thought way deeper. I was like, whoa. Ooh. No, 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 wow. no. Wow. Yeah, your mind's in the gutter. He's a, he's, he's a wonderful <laughs> man. Um, but like just the kind of like like we would watch maybe like uh, an A and E documentary on like demon possession or something, Ooh. and there would and there would be like a part of the story where like before the person got the the child got possessed by demons, they reported that they would hear like scratching on the walls, and then mm. later that night I'd be going to bed completely forgotten that we watched that, and then like I would hear scratching the walls and be like my dad outside like, you know trying to scare me or whatever so um that kind of stuff and then when i saw dad's um, a g yeah when i saw uh fire in the sky the uh obviously the abduction scene i think still holds up as one of the scariest scenes in any movie maybe that's just my own Agree. bias because it had such a profound no yeah Brie agrees. um i think it's super scary and i think that movie's still super super well done and, and holds up pretty well um but uh so I started like not begrudgingly, but like kind of tiptoeing into that kind of world. And there was a book I've actually ordered it off eBay since then called UFO kids. It was like the, like the scholastic book fair, like just like, you know, like 40, 50 pages of like four or five different uh, supposedly true accounts. Of I know what alien you mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 And how um, did I miss that at the scholastic fair? Like, like what? I the don't know. Fuck? So I, ha- I have one that's kind of like that. It's it's uh, oh, I felt it's a uh, 666 legit. absolutely true stories that happened to a friend of a friend of a friend. And it's like urban legends and things. It's like something like this. It's like a, right. a mashup. Scholastic no, no, no. But, it's, but I get what you're this saying. Was it's like, like a this was like very young adult, but it was yeah. like very scary stuff. Like I read the first story and it kind of scared me. I was like, I'm going to keep going. And then the second story talked about a young kid that was like, in their room alone one night and like started hearing a humming. And then I was like, I don't know what it was about that, but I was like, I got to close this shit. And then of course, every like sound that the house made or whatever, I'm like freaking out. I'm done. And it got to the point where it was pretty difficult to like sleep for like a good year. Like I really just scared myself into like a a phobia of all this. And I, and I've always said like the things that you, uh, fear when you're a kid it kind of morphs into like an interest as you get older too mm-hmm. um things like that uh, almost like I'm making up for lost time because I remember like asking like hey can I go stay with like grandma and grandpa who live in the city because I thought for whatever reason like you were safe there aliens can't abduct you in the city or whatever mm-hmm. but things like that um I don't know and then I put it away for a long time and just got into like skateboarding and punk rock and stuff like that and then now you, it all comes back around and here we are doing the uh the old YouTube show question um is there a possibility that maybe you experienced something and that's why it scared you so much yeah i was just gonna say is there a reason yeah i was thinking the exact same thing when you said a brief exact same thing we're doing like therapeutic repressed memory exploration well no it definitely happens like that though yeah so something that we see that we've found in our research and talking to a lot of experiencers is is that when you have that very visceral fear like that there's kind of a reason for it so truth truth yeah like there's there's a, a fear you have no idea why but it terrifies you so there may be the you heard it and it it started to unlock some sort of memory that maybe subconsciously you don't want yourself to have access to and hearing it 
pushed it up and you desperately didn't want to bring that memory up. Mm -hmm. It's possible. I mean, I'm not completely closed off to the idea, but at the same time, I was a pretty like weird, imaginative, anxious kid in general. But we all are. I feel like that's like you're prone to those types of experiences when you are that kid. And I was just exactly the same thing. When you are a child, the veil is much more see-through and accessible to you when you are younger. And so you are able to have a lot more of those experiences. And a lot of people don't ever remember those experiences, whether it be because they suppress the memory or aliens, you know, do the little men in black thing to you. Who knows? (laughs) But tons of of people don't have those memories. But me and Brie both immediately, it's something that when we talk to experiencers, that specific type of fear that you were talking about is usually indicative of abduction scenarios. Shit. Well, now I have to do some self-exploration mm-hmm. meditation. That's hypnosis. a part of being a part of the podcast too. Like well, and then, okay. so many well, things like that that I didn't think about until I started talking, we started talking about it. And I was like, well, that's fucking weird, actually. Well, and Let then, me dig and into then, that. And then you should, in addition to that, Bobby, you know, start thinking about people in your family who have possibly had sightings of UFOs or contact mm. that they necessarily haven't talked about to you yet, because there seems to be a very strong thread with inside of family. Families. And even, even Brie, for how long, for years, she didn't think her family had any kind of ties. Now her family tells her about when they see UFOs like everybody. and things like that. Everybody like now. Everyone. And the more and more you dig, the more and more these layers, you start to go back. You know, you sit down with someone like you may, maybe your grandma or your grandpa and you say, you know, hey, have you ever seen a UFO? And they're like, you know what? In 1969, I never told anyone about this. And they just, no one had ever asked them before to have those kind of conversations. Yeah, the, just, I, I think about it a lot now because I didn't really put it together at the time, but my, my grandmother's dead on my dad's side, but she, when I when I think back now, like she was really, she like did not take anything at face value. She thought everything was all bullshit, but at the same time, she was always watching like UFO shit and alien abduction yeah. shows. You guys are like so that. like, and I'm like, it's always that like, weird connection. Mm-hmm. I feel like, right. Yeah. Like she was a big like Ross Perot person when it was like Bush versus Clinton, like the, you know, the iconoclast type, like fuck all these people. The whole mainstream narrative is bullshit. I love that. That kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, I totally inherited that. Like it's like, it's like, it's like the thing where you're so skeptical that you're skeptical of the skeptics, if that makes yes. sense. Yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. That's me. That's, I think that's totally. what kind of like our podcast is. Cause I think a lot of times some people listen to some of our episodes and they are like, you guys are a little bit skeptical of things. And it's like, I don't necessarily think it's that we're skeptical of things is that we're skeptical of the skepticals. And oh, so I'm we're skeptical just, of everything. And we're just, well, that's what I mean. Like we're just even trying my to, own experiences. We're I'm just, just like, trying it. No, that's what I mean, though. We're just (laughs) trying to figure it out as we go. We we are going in with an open mind that we really believe all of this stuff. But sometimes it is a part of life that it is a more skeptical side of you. And necessarily, we don't believe in something. That's just a part of, I think, investigating this subject honestly and openly. It, It boils down to this. Like, do we want to sit around and be experiencers that just, you know, kind of circle jerk and validate each other and blah, blah, blah. Or are Sounds we like looking? Fun. And I think that there's and a, I think okay there's a time and place for that. There's exactly. a time and place for that. But like, as far as I am not an experiencer, as far as I know, maybe I am after this last conversation we had, but my, like, like I, as, as skeptical as I am and like not, and I believe that science is incredibly corruptible and like all this, you know, tangible, like status quo uh, mechanisms and systems that we live by 
I think that that it, it is important to some degree, but like with anything that's you know controlled or, or run by human beings, it is corruptible, and and I think a lot of skepticism comes from that. At the same time, I think science on paper is very important, or Occam's razor, or skepticism, super important to try. I'm still a fan of that stuff as well. So. I, I'm just a truth junkie is what it boils down to. 100%. And if that truth is not going to, like, if you follow the evidence to the point, well, I wish this was real, but it seems, I got to be honest with myself, this seems like a bunch of tomfoolery, quackery nonsense. Like, I'm not going to, like, hold back with that opinion either. But that's important. And I think that's what is a big difference between a lot of some of these shows that are out there that are talking about whatever kind of subject it is, is they tend to be a little bit more uh, biased when it comes to it, because it's that's where their bread and butter is. It's like, well, of course, I'm going to say that this story is real, because that's why people listen to me. They listen to me because they want me to say that this alien story is real. Right. And that's kind of goes back to what we were talking about on the government disclosure episodes we did is like, you know, misinformation is intentionally put out there, but it always has a nugget of truth. And we have to learn how to filter through that somehow and okay. try to find the common threads that, you know, do point to something legitimate and throw out everything else. Okay. So it's vaccines so, are it's, legitimate. It's so interesting that you say misinformation because uh, one of the things that's going on in the UFO Twitter world right now, which is like taking, taking it by storm is they're talking about a lot of uh, disinformation agents out there. And so we went from this beautiful community of like talking about UFOs and, and, and documents being dropped and things to yelling at each other to now everyone accusing the other one of being a disinformation agent. And it's the funniest thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, you see that in, in the conspiracy my life. world too. And it's, it's literally, it's imploding itself from the inside and what people don't know is this is literally what the government wanted all along like this is yes. their whole plan from the beginning how do we of it fix that how do we fix that that's what we're trying we, to do here that's what we're how trying do to do we here. discern how do we discern who i mean like honestly my only advice is um based off of like what you were born with which is like your intuition i think mm -hmm. everyone's born with that innate intuition and R obviously like the more open that you are and the more work that you do, you're able to see through that and like you feel it in your body and your intellect and your heart and like your whole vessel is like, this is not cool. But sure. there are people out there that don't have that, like they haven't fostered that type of um, ability within them and they just like fall for things. So it's like, what do you tell people? But, but just to play devil's advocate here, that intuition can be a product of your preconceived notions as well. So like anytime you bring this stuff up to a normie that's not into it, they don't want to hear it because that challenges their own paradigms and their own intuition tells them retreat. They get in like fight or flight mode and here we are and around and around we go. That's so, true. But and like, for me, I would say that that is not intuition. That's the mind. But in a person in that state, like you're talking about, they don't know the difference between like what I'm talking about when it's like your whole body, your heart and your mind is synchronizing sure. and that intuition says no okay. to them. It's just the mind. It's okay. the mind is separate from all these other facets yeah. in your body and that it should be working in sync to tell you no. And, and let me put it into a little bit more perspective for you because I think Brett Cameron put it in a very good way is when, when he was talking to experiencers and stuff or people who received downloads and things and he said, who? You know, at, 
Grant Cameron. Uh, And he said, he asked these people, like, how do you know that this information is true? Or how do you know that these things happen to you? And it was like, the way they described it is, no, you don't understand. I just know. And that's the kind of feeling that she means. It's it's a just a definite, like, kind of like I joke around, we joke around a lot about how like I bullshit and like, I know a lot of things, but sometimes there are things that I just know. And it's like, I don't know why or how, but I have full and a hundred percent trust that whatever the fuck is coming out of my mouth is true. And sometimes it fucking is, but there's this thought behind this, just knowing, and it's a full, it's a, it's a different than anything you've ever experienced before. And you just to your core, no, but it's and, really and- murky though. If you think about that, no, it is because there's like most psychotic people, not psychotic. I don't even know a better word for that, but like there are people that their mind creates the same circumstance and they feel like they just know and then if you want to go deeper than that did they switch to another timeline where then that's the truth and that's exactly the whole thing though because their mind is like yes so there's there has to be a separation between the mind knowing because the mind i think will ultimately take value the mind will ultimately overpower all of that but it has to be mind body and heart that's all synchronized that says yes Hmm. the people that are too far mind that mind can be so strong where they can literally switch a timeline in my opinion in my opinion i think they can ultimately switch a timeline in which that is correct or maybe it's not correct and that time and place well, maybe they so strongly believe it that then they're literally switching into another timeline where that is correct well, and maybe not a different timeline but something we talk about constantly on, on this show is this this idea that your mind can create your own reality so you just but you, that's you, the thing and, no, that's what i'm saying it's switch exactly it's not just even going into a new timeline but you believe it so much to be true that you are changing your own reality with your mind like it is in 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 your reality true right and and i think that that um dovetails into stuff about the multiverse too um Mm -hmm. because i think that the multiverse i mean i i think that the the consensus of the population can create reality because so many people believe it Mm -hmm. but i think if someone believes something so like it can still be a subjective offspring of like you know offshoot of the multiverse so like egregory am i like in another but the ultimate is infinite. So it's not necessarily that you're creating the real the reality. It's that ultimately everything is, is possible. Also, it, yeah, right. so you, well, it's not that it's possible. Like Bobby it's said, you're tapping into yeah. that mm-hmm. version in which it's correct. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not that we're creating it, but it's that our mind has already created it because it was in the impossibility field, which therefore creates the potentiality of it being realistic so then we're just jumping to that and then who knows if we're all liars because potentially out there we're all fucking telling the truth it's such a mind fuck if you know and i think that's um, that's where a lot of the contentions that contention that you see in the tribalism you see on things like twitter and and i'm not i am not here to i do not have i'm a grown-ass man with job i do not have time to get involved in in ufo twitter (laughs) drama FYI, mm-hmm. FYI. Same. So I just, I just, um, I just feel like that, like the way that the internet has fractured everyone's reality is creating a lot of different perspectives that are conflicting with one another. And you can go down the whole route of like, who's to say one person's right, who's to say one person's wrong. 
So um, all that said, the good news is, it, it, think about it like this, okay? We don't have to spend as much time as individuals reading every single John Keel book or, you know, listening to every, uh, I don't or like, you know, uh, investigating, you know, Whitley Strieber and then the book that debunks him and like all that shit. Like mm -hmm. we don't have to do that anymore because we have this, like we mm -hmm. have this network, we have this, like you can go off and read something, report back to us. I can go off and investigate something else, report back. And we, so like, our, our timeline, like our, our existence on the planet does not require us to sit around spending that time, like reading word for word, these documents, this technology brings us together to hash out ideas. And in a sense, we can take away the whole library of esoteric thought or Fortean themes or high strangeness that in previous generations you weren't able to do because they didn't have podcasting. They didn't have zoom calls where you can jump on and, and talk about it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want to kind of get at with this whole thing that we have going on is take advantage of that. Are we um, perpetuating that? Are we, are we perpetuating more timelines, more <laughs> probabilities? That's, that's a different question altogether. That's, yeah, that's, well, that's where my mind is thinking is that if we are doing what you're saying, are we cutting out those things and being like, don't think too hard and go down those types of roads, listen to us, or it's that like, listen to us and then we're just creating mm. more. Yeah, like, I, I understand the whole subjective reality thing completely. I like, just I, love that. Like I, I like I love the thought of that because I think I, there's so much truth in it. I, I think that there, I think there's something to it, but at the same time, if I go like this, I just clap my hands. You guys, everyone that's watching this, like that just happened. But right? real, but like scientifically, your clap, we're behind sound-wise, and especially through the internet. That but clap still happened, happened later for us. Not mm -hmm. no, oh, oh, it's but not if, the same. Oh, no, no, because then if we're gonna be talking about time, then you're only talking about our earth time. Because if we're gonna be talking about time in general, it all happens at the exact same time. So his clapping has already happened and is happening currently right now and has already happened. Which means in other timelines, it hasn't happened yet. Or in other timelines, he didn't clap. And but in this timeline he clapped when we first started. That's the circle this, of it in all. In this timeline, I clapped. Well, I, you guys saw it. My point I don't is, know, Bobby, did you? I didn't hear it. My point is, there <laughs> but are that's things just, that- But that's the layers on the layers of what you're saying, though. Like, yes. they're so, it's so heavy. It doesn't sound heavy, but realistically, the yeah. realistic part is so stupid. Like, we always say realistically, but- Realistically, it's so deeper than anyone would realistically think. Real, realistically. 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 I think that we're like a little too deep for the deepers. Never. Never. That's what I love about having the conversations with the three of us, though, is that I think sometimes we, I have conversations with people in my everyday life about this stuff and it doesn't go deep. And I feel kind of like. And they're Ugh. confused. They're like, 
Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. You don't understand what I'm saying. Or when I start to talk about something, they're like, what? You see the like puppets like buffering. Exactly. (laughs) So it's like we can talk about these things like these different timelines and all three of us know exactly what the hell we're talking about. And I think that's we important that we continue to do this because then the people who watch us are going to understand what the hell we're talking about. And then they can go on and perpetuate this conversation inside of their lives and feel more open to talking about these kind of fringe ideas and things and thinking outside of the box. And catch up. I, ha- I was so stoned the other day when Jamie was here, actually. I didn't want to wake her up. I didn't want to make wake my husband up. So sort of like voice recording because I, I was like, my mind was like so intense. So I was like, I have to start voice recording this. So I heard just like talking out loud. And basically what I was saying was that we all do and say things and it's in our own like time trajectory but we have different thoughts and and opinions but maybe the point of that is so that we cross reference and eventually that cross reference gets so deep that then we start to question each other and we start to question our timelines And then we start to question whether timelines even exist. And then within that thought process. Okay. So what I don't like the word line in timeline. Okay. So uh, what, what, what it sounds like you're saying to me, like what, what I initially get off of that is what immediately think of is breaking out of like the matrix. So by, by internalizing this and looking at and going deeper and deeper inwards in reality, what you're doing is disconnecting yourself from this matrix Mm -hmm. that we're living in. And the deeper and deeper you go, the farther and farther you're connecting yourself, disconnecting yourself from the matrix. And that was my thought. And there's been so many times where I've get I've gotten like so stoned and it's like usually a combination of being like really high and really drunk at the same time well, when and I do things and, and, and I'm like some, if and I there's, do there's something a type different of, I'm breaking out of what I'm supposed to do well, and, and then I think like it's another level like there's I a type the video of game level. there's a type of euphoria involved with when you're inside of that space and you realize the separation between I mean what we're calling the matrix I'm sure there's different people use different words for it but when you start to when you go that deep and you see the the, the disconnection of that and how you can disconnect yourself from it there is a sort of euphoria that happens inside of that side of like a dopamine dopamine release that does feel like you're kind of almost leveling up it's like a thought like my thought was just if we all keep doing this and if we all keep and enough people keep deeper, doing it. Mm-hmm. deeper beyond what we're just doing but thinking what am I doing how am I doing how is my experience different than the person next to me like what is our maybe we have an argument how is our argument different where are they coming from where am I coming from it's like the layers of that and it's like breaking past that then you realize that it's because you're in different perspectives and your different perspectives are different timelines, but yet you're on the same timeline. So then realizing that you don't see it as one straight timeline, which is one straight truth. There's different truths in your timeline, meaning that we're not all on the same trajectory. We all have these different points of views. All We're right, all so experiencing a... something different. Maybe yeah, we and, all have to see that. And, and then you, what? And if you think, of, I like to think of it in that sense as it's a 
it's a constantly expanding, almost like a spider web or a tree that's mm-hmm. constantly growing with new branches. Mm-hmm. And that might just be what the universe is. Exactly. Right? But I was what say- is the meaning behind that? The meaning behind that is to realize that's what you're doing. So then when you realize like what you're doing is all based off of your like preconceived notions of how should like how things should say and be and look like those are all different channels running right and that gets into the whole law of attraction slash like the secret shit i think it ultimately dives into the matrix factor what jamie was saying it's the matrix factor it's it's beyond just like how you feel and all that shit it's everything going at once and then realizing that you're a part of it so then this is the point point in, is to realize in in the matrix itself like on a metaphysical level is like what like a simulation right or like a, a like like but in in the tangible world you can also view the matrix as like it's just people that have not thought about these things to the level that we have or have not dabbled in it whatsoever so much deeper and i think simply, uh, i can't even you're just you're all your beliefs and all your all the things you subscribe to is controlled by something else and not yourself yeah no. so that I, I would disagree. I feel uh, like it's okay. it's the fabric in which existence is created. Pure and simple. Sure. Yeah. So it's a grid. I think it's a grid. I think there's layers. And I think that we've added a lot to it. And I think that we weave in and out of it. But regardless, it is the fabric, the design. Sure. In which creation was made. And so like we're implanted into that. And so especially, oh, this is so deep because you start to think about like your reincarnations and your roles and where you're planted. And so then you're going through that type of uh, weaving, that, that line, that living. So obviously your thoughts would be aligned with that thought of like who you are and where you are and how you should feel. And and because you're so deep in who you are in that person that you've been given in that reincarnation. So you go on that line, but then if you think super deep about it, you pop out of that, you're separate from who you were and who you should be in that line. And you think outside of it, and you look around and you're like, oh, my God, like this is a design. And this design sure. in this time and space is just one of the strings that's a part of my whole dress and existence. I'm not sure if it helps or hurts to or be like high as a kite when listening to this. It's like too much. I don't know. <laughs> And so you might have to be slightly high, but I, I understand what you're saying. Like, I, I get what you're saying, but I think what Bobby was trying to relate the, the matrix as is more just like on a relatable level of what we would, would talk about here on earth. And like, I would talk about the matrix more as being like on a more like earthly level is like the, the matrix is this idea of you have to be married at a certain age and have a good job and be doing this and that. And like, that's societal. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're, yeah, yeah that's no, not I, matrix. We're, we're talking about it in two different contexts. Matrix so. is deeper. But we're just matrix. Yes, I know. But we were just we were we were trying to compare it to like a more surface level of what you were talking about. When when you talk, when you use the phrase surface, that's a problem, though. It's not a surface issue. It's not a surface word. I don't think I'm I'm talking matrix and talk to like Joe Schmo. 
and they'll understand. Cont- they won't. Context- contextually, when you talk about breaking the matrix or taking the red pill or whatever mm-hmm. it is, like, 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 like culturally, like societally, like you said, and I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about necessarily like the metaphysics of it all, which I agree with what you're saying. It's um, not the matrix. In- in that context, I'm just talking about when we use that phrase, it means that you are breaking out of of a mold almost controlled narratives or controlled uh, expectations or perceptions that that you are deemed, you know, only allowed to subscribe to this only allowed to go and do this disagree. What are we what are we debating? I think that's a word. I mean, just like the word itself, I think is thrown around now. It's more just like if you're a conspiracy theorist seems to be that term. But if we're talking about the Matrix, like, let's just say the movie, but the movie is what we're talking about. The movie is that idea that the Matrix the movie is-, is deeper. The movie is not just like what society tells you. That'd be like people thinking like, oh, the president isn't this and that and like, don't take the vaccine and the like big pharma, like but, all that shit but we is could not have, breaking but we free could have that same kind of argument when it comes to the idea of the word God. We have to stop. We have to po- stop putting so much weight and meaning into what words are. I'm but just talking about it in two different, two different contexts. Like there's different connotations for words. Like I understand the metaphysical exactly. approach that you're, you're arguing for Brie, but I was just explaining, like, there's different ways to use that word. Like I, I would say that people that are listening to this show are at least curious about quote unquote, you know, breaking out of the matrix breaking mm-hmm. out of the the approved um you know th- the approved information that you're the approved that's narrative that's out allowed there. to subscribe to mm-hmm. but yes metaphysically i understand what you're saying as well 100 yeah there there should probably be a different word <laughs> okay there should be 100 percent all right guys we've been recording for quite some time we're gonna have to wrap up today's episodes my loves Good night. We love you. And we'll see you guys all next week with another cryptid. Yeah, with a cryptid. Should we any final thoughts before we go? No, I think we're about to go on a really fun adventure. And like I said earlier, um, I want to consolidate. So I just want to shout out to anyone that's relatively, you know, maybe, maybe UFOs aren't your first choice. We want to talk to you about other adjacent topics because we're trying to connect the dots here that's what i want to fuck end yeah good point trying to connect the dots all right guys we love you and we'll see you all next week bye